Counseling Fearful Women on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I have with me Susan Heck. She was married for 46 years to her pastor and friend. He has since been promoted to glory for over a year now, and Susan's been certified with ACBC for 20 years, and she enjoys working with women throughout the U.S. and the world. She loves to minister her gift of teaching and has written 16 expository studies for women along with several counseling and discipleship helps. Susan's thankful to be able to travel and speak and continues to minister at the church where her husband founded this particular church. Now, Susan, I I do want to ask you, first of all, welcome. I'm looking forward to our time talking about this this issue of worry and fear. But we've talked several times in the past, and I've never asked you about this, uh, your 16 expository studies. Where can ladies find those studies? Is Is it out? Is it available? Sure. They can go to Amazon. They can go to CBD. Um, a lot of the places sell them. My website, Focus Publishing, mm-hmm. publishes uh, all my books. So they can go to Focus Publishing as well. So Perfect. That's great. Now, let's jump right into this because I, I think this is a really important topic. We have spoken in the recent past on uh, the issues surrounding ladies and life-dominating issues, one of those certainly being fear. I, I wanted us to nail down and, and drill down a little bit further on this because the culture is really set up right now to just breed fear within us. And, and that's a it's a difficulty that we we struggle with, all of us in humanity. But how serious do you think this is for women today? I think it's very serious, and I think it's becoming a more of a, a concern, a life-dominating sin, as we've talked about in the past. And again, I believe that it's due to not just the pandemic, but also uh, worldwide things like the Russian-Ukraine, and, and, and the media, again, just feeds that to all of us. But women especially, I think, are pr- more prone to fear uh, than men are, and uh, they worry about uh, financial future, they worry about their children, they worry about their marriage, and the list goes on and on of all the things that cause them to be fearful. And so um, I think it's a, it's becoming more of a problem. I've noticed it in my own counseling through the last de- few decades that fear is becoming more common among women than, say, it used to be. So let's dive down on that because you mentioned a few of these reasons, but what are some of those reasons that you think we're seeing an increase? I mean, I might would even add, you know, ideas of of feminism and the fruit of feminism coming to reality where the nuclear family is being upended. We're, We're seeing ladies to a great degree feel insecure. I mean, men being raised the way that they are are often just incompetent in in leadership and ability. And I think that breeds an insecurity for ladies. So we're, we're talking on a on a global scale, as you mentioned, but even even issues that are very close to home as young ladies are growing up and they're seeing, you know, the, the call for ladies to do this and to do these things. I think it, it think it's starting to breed fear to some degree. Give me some of those reasons as you as you think about them more specifically. Okay. One would be fear of man. I've noticed that a lot of women are compromising in the area of parenting, in the area of their marriage in the area, even their personal walk with the Lord, because they fear that they're not going to be accepted among their peers and their culture. And so they've compromised, which is causing them to be fearful because they have this kind of going, like James says, this double-mindedness. They know the right thing to do, 
but they're not doing it because of the peer pressure. And so they, there is some fear there, fear of God, which they should have if they're, if they're pleasing man over God. And so I see that quite a bit. Um, also, I've had a lot of women through COVID-19 that have come out of the word of faith, new apostolic reformation movement, and they're fearful about becoming involved in a good, solid biblical church because they don't trust people. They've been duped, so to speak, by all these false teachers. And so they're coming now into solid biblical teaching. But there's a there's a fear of man there and a lack of trust. And I see this. This is, again, just bred by our culture. Social media, I think, has has bred some of this. But again, as what we've talked about before, I think that it's so imperative to be in a good, solid biblical church and be mentored or counseled or something by someone else who can guide and help you. Yeah, that's great. So those are some of the reasons. Now I want to talk about root causes, and we're going to use this idea of anxiety and fear somewhat interchangeably. And, and biblically, I hope you're mm-hmm. you're tracking with this if you're listening. Um, the connection between a sinful fear that we have, we're certainly created to fear God, but a sinful fear that we have that, that certainly breeds anxiety. And so what is the root cause of anxiety and fear? Well, I think the root cause of it is we don't trust God. You know, even when the great army was coming against Jehoshaphat and it said he feared Jehoshaphat, who was a king, feared. But then it said he set himself to seek the Lord. And uh, Jesus in, in the Sermon on the Mount says, don't worry about anything. And he gives eight reasons why we should worship him over being worried. And he said, this is what this is what pagans do. This is what Gentiles do. My children don't worry. Instead, my children seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and then everything will be taken care of. And so I think that the common cause, the root cause, is lack of trusting God. We don't trust God. We don't believe that God is sovereign. We don't believe he's the blessed controller and ruler of every event and every circumstance in our life. And if we did, we wouldn't fear. I I honestly believe, Dale, if women knew the God of the Bible, they would not be afraid. But they don't study who God is. Who Who is this God that we claim to, to love and to worship? And so I want them to know the God of the Bible. And the only way they're going to know that is to get in the scriptures mm-hmm. and find out who he is. And he's very trustworthy. Yeah. So he's a good God. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, like all of us, to some degree, struggle with these elements. I think that's a part of our finiteness where you know, where we're not seeing God clearly. We don't understand Him sometimes fully. Sometimes circumstances distract our mind from who we who we know God to be. We've read about these truths in His Word, but it certainly distracts us from the realities of who He is, and, and we have a tendency to be deceived, to be lured and enticed to, to be afraid in these ways. Now, I, I want us to think about this because anxiety certainly, or, or this lack of fear of the Lord, fearing other things, fearing man, as you've mentioned, as reasons, or causes, it can contribute to, to other sins in our life as well. So I want you to make the connection. And this will be helpful for our counselors to some degree as well, as you see sort of a, a cocktail of emotions, a cocktail of expressions that are often rooted to, with anxiety or connected to anxiety. So, so what are some of the other sins that anxiety can cause? Well, it's interesting you asked me that because in my reading this year through the scriptures, and I've noticed that people that were afraid, they lied. Sarah, she she lied and uh, she denied that she had laughed, you know, and I've been noticing just how many times men and women lied because they were afraid. 
And so definitely lying comes with fear. And then I think making poor decisions, making unwise decisions, ungodly decisions comes with fear. So I think you have lying, fear. I think uh, it can lead to even sometimes uh, means of alcohol or psychotropic drugs to numb your fear instead of trusting God and casting your cares upon him, throwing upon on him because he cares for you. He's concerned for you. I think that we could go through probably 30 sins that might come along with uh, being fearful, but lying I think is one and definitely seeking other means, other things for comfort to dull your conscience and dull the fear that you feel. Yeah. And I think that's quite common to us as, as humanity. And so now we've exposed some of the ideas that we struggle with as people, particularly ladies, as you're, you're talking to. What are some of the ways in which we can help people to overcome fear and anxiety? And this is the beauty of the Word, is where the Word exposes us, but it never leaves us just exposed. There is grace. There is forgiveness. There is a way to overcome what God exposes in our hearts that are destroying us so that He can begin to restore. So talk about some of the ways that we can we can overcome fear and anxiety. Well, one of the things I do is definitely get women in the scriptures, memorizing scripture and reading massive amounts of scripture, but also trusting God by Jerry Bridges is a classic. And I have used that with many, many women who struggle with fear and anxiety. I found it to be very helpful in helping them overcome fear and also just memorizing scripture that has to do with being fearful, I think has helped them to put off and put on learning as we've talked before about just uh, knowing who God is and and trusting him and uh, that he is sovereignly ruling over every event of their life and learning to be content, uh, learning to be at rest regardless of what's going on around them. And the worst thing that can happen is death. And I think, well, that's the best. So why are we fearful of anything? I remember when I first got became a believer, I was terrified of so many things. And one of my mentors very wisely said, Susan, I want you to look up every verse in the Bible that has to do with fear. And you know what I found out, Dale? I'm not to fear anybody but God. And there was one, one command to fear my parents. And, you know, that really pricked my heart that I was living in, in this constant state of fear that was paralyzing me. And so I think a, a wise counselor will will have their students say, you know, that was a great assignment my mentor gave me. Look up every, and that took me a while <laughs> to look up and I had to bring it back to her. And, uh, but boy, I tell you, the Lord used that to convict me that I was living in sin. I was fearing everything but God. So that really helped me to overcome many of my life dominating sins that were pertaining to fear when I was a young Christian. And I love the way that the scriptures do that, where, yes, they'll expose us. They'll, they'll make our heart very vulnerable in exposing what, what's at the root of some of these problems. But it never leaves us there. It always drives us toward hope. But I'll tell you one thing that's not doing that, and that's the culture. When we look at the backdrop of the culture that we live in, it's almost like fuel on the fire of our fear and anxiety. It, it's almost like it's infusing shots of anxiety and fear. And so it, it boils down to, are, are we going to trust ourselves into the the narrative of the culture or you know the way things are on the earth or are we going to think about this from the from the scripture i want you to talk for just a second about how the culture hinders or helps women in this process of dealing with anxiety and fear well i i don't think they help very much to be quite frank i don't see the culture helping the only way i see the culture helping is through their means, which are worldly, psychology, psychotropic drugs, I think that's 
you know, just coping mechanism, behavior modification, that kind of things. That's how the world tries to help believers and unbelievers with fear. I, I do believe the church has been a solace for many people, especially during the pandemic. And there's a haven there as we gather with the body of believers and we we gain strength from those around us who've gone through the crucibles of life. And we watch that they went through that in peace, not being at uh, unrest or angry with God. And so I think the church itself, the body of Christ, the temple is the place to be for, I think the church has offered a lot for that. Sound biblical churches has been a great way of uh, helping others to overcome fear and anxiety. And as we've talked about before, one-on-one discipling counseling is very helpful in that. So I think that's aided in helping women overcome fear and being consistent as a counselor or discipler, making sure that you're uh, meeting regularly. I think, especially with women that are paralyzed by fear, I think you need to meet often with them, check on them, text them, email them, call them, let them know you're praying for them. And that's very important not to let them go, so to speak, too quickly. I think one of the things that I am overwhelmed by in this discussion is the breadth of this problem. It shouldn't be shocking to us. We're sinful people. But the way in which we see fear and anxiety gripping us, it's tremendous and it's grievous that we struggle with it to the degree that we do. But at the same time, I, I want—I love the way that you turn this last point into describing the beauty of the church and, and the faithfulness of the church. And we have to see this as an opportunity. We believe that we have true hope as we think about the Word of God and the salvation that He provides and the trustworthiness that He gives us in these very great promises that He has given to us. And for the church to proclaim these things, and as you mentioned, not just to proclaim from from the pulpit, but to now walk alongside to help people to apply these in the daily aspects of their life down to the the patterns of thinking that that they have. This could have radical transformation. What an opportunity for the church to be involved. What an opportunity for ladies to get involved in the lives of other ladies to help them walk in this process. And and this is where the battle lies. And I'm so grateful that you're engaging in this. You're encouraging other ladies to engage in this and ultimately encouraging the church to seize this opportunity to to use the powerful sword that the Lord has given us as help and hope with these very difficult problems. Susan, thank you so much for this, uh, this time together. Thank you, Dale, so much. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. It's always good to sit down and catch up with, with Susan to hear about the ministry the Lord has given her to women, and she's just very, very clear on articulating biblical wisdom for ladies. So grateful to her. I I do want to mention to you the annual conference coming up October 2nd through the 4th in Santa Clarita, California at Grace Baptist Church. Now, we've just moved past a price jump on January 31st, and one of the most important things that you need to know is we are tracking to have the highest attendance yet at one of our annual conferences, and so our in-person seating this year is limited. So I want to encourage you that if you're planning to attend, it would be in your best interest to go ahead, go to our website, and sign up for our annual conference. Let me mention to you the people who will be joining me as plenary speakers for this year's conference, Pastor Rick Holland, Ernie Baker, 
Abner Chow, President at Masters University, H.B. Charles, and Terry Enns. I'm looking forward to our time together. Know that seating is limited. We want to see you there. Santa Clarita, California, Grace Baptist Church, October 2nd through the 4th. Find out more information and register for our conference at biblicalcounseling.com.